0: Hello and welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin history, music, and culture. While drinking a few brews. Though we don't often use strong language, the jokes and the content is not intended for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Before we
1: begin the episode, we have to give a huge shout out to the Dangits from Madison, Wisconsin for providing us with great bluegrass intro you hear at the beginning of every episode. The song Razzle was written by Jamie Lampkins, but is performed on behalf of Tom Wasselchuk and the Dang It's. If you have a chance, check these guys out at dang-its.com for upcoming shows, music, or on how to book them
0: for weddings, parties, and etc. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, and for some, welcome in for the first time. This is episode 19 of Wisconsin Drunken History, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Please remember to hit the like and subscribe buttons for the YouTube algorithm, and tap the bell to be notified about all of our new episodes as they come out. Today's main story is the Cost Corporation. You know them for uh, their great headphones, speakers, and other audio accessories. We also have new editions of how many local you at? This day in Wisco history. Another fine beverage review. And we have an interview with One Barrel Brewing Company. When we have local Wisconsin music from At the Wayside. So, why don't you go ahead and slip on your finest pair of lawn mowing sneakers and we'll go ahead and get this baby started. All right. So, today's main episode, uh, main story is about the Koss Corporation. So our story begins in 1958, when John Koss and Martin Lang Jr. develop a portable stereo phonograph player with side-wing speakers and a very special world-first feature. The pair would demonstrate their new stereo record player at a Wisconsin audio show, where For the first time, listeners would have the uh, option to use a unique feature called Privacy Switch, which would allow uh, for use of the world's first SP3 stereo phones, or headphones as uh, most of us call them now. Uh, John Koss had invented the SP3 stereo phone uh, with the intention of replicating a live musical performance and to bring the listener uh, a little, little closer to the music they love.
1: Yeah, who doesn't want a privacy switch, man? Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> imagine, sweet.
0: imagine being a, a you know a kid, uh, you know, for especially like Russ and I, we would uh, sit in our bedrooms and just crank music all the time, listen to the bands that we loved, that our parents definitely didn't want to hear all throughout the house.
1: In 1958, what do you think they're listening to? Like,
0: uh, I would imagine uh, Elvis, Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly probably is another big one. Um, you know those those. Uh, Kind of early rock and roll, you know, introductory kind of guys. Yeah. So in 1968, uh, Kost released the world's first self-energizing electrostatic headphone, uh, the ESP-6. To achieve its unprecedented sound profile, the ESP-6 employed the principle of a currentless or electrostatic charge. So the charge was applied to push-pull condenser plates and caused movement of an ultra-lightweight conductive diaphragm. So these things were just really—they're more clear. Uh, all the the audio is more pronounced. Uh, they can get a little bit louder without distorting uh, as much. So, just really, really I- intense music. You know, a really intense personal music performance in your ears, which is amazing. So in 1969. The Presidential Air Force One's state of the art entertainment system was outfitted with 50 pairs of the Koss Pro 4 stereophones. Everyone from the press, staff, and the presidential quarters on the uh, airplane had a set of these at all the seats. Uh, Koss set the standard for full size professional headphones with the iconic Pro 4AA. At the time of their introduction in 1970, the Pro 4AA were regarded as the first dynamic headphones to deliver true full frequency and high fidelity performance with impressive noise isolation uh, capabilities. So essentially what this means is, you know, Bose, you know, more recently has been known for their ability to uh, completely block out any exterior noise and deliver you performance audio through these stereophones. But that that initial technology began with Koss right here in Milwaukee. So he's delivering now this ability to really, really isolate what you're hearing inside of the cups that go around your ear that uh, you know other headphones and, and other personal audio devices just weren't able to provide. So this is huge. And then you also don't lose any of the the audio uh quality like they said it's high fidelity real audiophiles are are you know rejoicing in this technology yeah 1969 too like the musical
1: revolution going out there could you imagine Dude, listening the beatles
0: that? i you could li- literally listen to every single note of you know sergeant peppers and or, not lose anything or
1: hendrix or hendrix yeah clapton, clapton early cream stuff rather yeah. but
0: this is just crazy so um All of this happening, you know, at a really early time. So in 1974, uh, Koss released the HV-1A, which is the first dynamic headphone capable of reproducing all 10 audible octaves. The HV-1A paved a new course in personal listening. So I don't know if you understand that, but this is every single one of the audible octaves to the human ear is now available in a personal headset which is nuts i mean they're not as portable as you know what we have now but still i uh, mean they fit in a backpack i mean you know compared to what they had for original technology like
1: we talked about in the last paul episode the uh, crystal radio where it had super small output it was a headphone the output was so small there was no amplification so yeah
0: this is it's definitely intense stuff and for one person to sort of have the ability to to uh you know, make way with this awesome technology. So yeah. it's insane to me to, to even think that a person has this in their head. So in 1976, Koss debuted the Pro 4 AAA, building off of the Pro A's iconic sound. So the Pro 4 AAA incorporated a number of new design features. Uh, the most notable of these features was the headphones' direct contour Lite ear cushions. The shape of the cushions mirrored uh, an ear's natural D shape. So towards the front of the ear, it's kind of more of a flat, straight line. And then the, the, the ear contours towards the back of the neck as like a D profile. So this was one of the first headphone, or the first headphone rather, to uh, even consider the shape of someone's ear. So the advancement in this design informed the uh, uh, the very pronounced D profile uh, found in many cost headphones today. so they still employ this this uh, d profile in all of their headphone cups, which most of the ones that we see today are just a straight circle they go over the ear like normal and uh, cost still says, hey, you know what we're gonna set set ourselves a, a little uh, uh, ahead and, and and you know at least from the design alone someone will be able to say, That's a Koss headphone.
1: Koss has been giving people the D for Yeah, baby.
0: The old D profile. So with the help of John Koss, the Medical College of Wisconsin developed the Koss Hearing and Balance Center, where audiologists continue to provide rehabilitative services and provide the latest and most advanced hearing aid, assistive devices, and oral rehabilitation, which is huge. I mean, right here in our own backyard, we have this... this, um, Amazing center for individuals who are either hearing impaired or or kind of going that direction, and and we're able to sort of help. And I know with with a huge grant from him, he's able to provide you know some of that stuff as well as his technology.
1: Uh, You know, it's funny because now they have the hearing aids with the uh, Bluetooth. Have you ever heard those horror stories of people hearing like phone calls? They're hearing everything
0: and music, all the mixed frequencies and stuff. It's just nuts. Yeah. So throughout the the uh, 90s and the 2000s, the Cost Corporation would continue to innovate and produce high-quality headphones and other audio products and accessories, including being one of the first to produce, as Russ mentioned, a wireless stereo phone system that featured a transmitter that delivered four times more power than the conventional infrared headphone system at the time. So really, really stepping out in front of all of the other competitors in the market and saying, you know what, these really low power, uh, you know, poor productive you know, headphone systems that are wireless, let's, let's, let's really focus our attention on that. And they were early in that, which is huge. Yeah. You don't think of wireless headsets, uh, at least for, for us, until really into the mid-2000s, closer to even 2010, being Bluetooth is, is king. That's what you're right. going to get. You don't need a wire anymore. You can get really high productive sound, high fidelity uh, audio from something that's uh, not tethered by this cord. So uh, John Koss has been inducted into a number of prestigious institutions, including uh, the Smithsonian for the SP3s, the, the original headphone and stereophone he created, uh, the Audio Hall of Fame, the Consumer Electronics Hall of Fame. And the Wisconsin Business Hall of Fame, so uh, definitely a, a big staple. One of those names in the Wisconsin, uh, in in Wisconsin's legend that you'll see outside of that. Yeah, so, I
1: mean, you drive driving around Milwaukee, there's signs, and the, I know I've witnessed the uh, corporation building over by the Home Depot there in Glendale, right. which is just massive. I mean, you can't miss it. You go in the Home Depot, you get out, and you see this big building, and you're like, "What is that?" And then. Yes, yeah, like the main cor- uh cost c- corporation right there.
0: Yep. Yeah, and it's uh um unique in in many ways, but uh their 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 advertising has always been huge. So um one of the the I guess the more neat things, uh Cost was featured in uh the uh hit show Mad Men as a recurring client of Sterling Cooper. Uh and again, this is an Emmy uh, award-winning television show, uh, John Hamm, you know, one of the yep. main, main characters here, but the, the cost corporation was actually a, a very uh, pronounced figure in that television show.
1: That's so, pr- that's pretty cool. I mean,
0: a lot of people got, uh, got to see this. So Russ, as you mentioned, the, the building that you notice right off of the highway uh, by that, that home Depot, before you get into uh, right by like silver spring, you, you mentioned that there's uh, uh the big building, their warehouse, What other notable thing do you see right off the highway uh, that's very big and very pronounced? Uh, I don't know. Giant billboard. Oh, man. And that one giant billboard uh, is owned pretty much exclusively by costs. And they continue to uh, put gigantic uh, um, billboards out that advertise, uh, some of their stuff. So oh,
1: you're talking about the one with the, uh, the smiley guy on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that okay, was, yeah. Yeah.
0: So they brought that back recently, but that's actually an original, uh, advertising, uh, billboard from the, like the seventies and eighties. Um, it says ever wonder why he's smiling. And then it says, you know, cost stereo phones, which is great. Uh, it, I mean, you you drive by and you see basically a gigantic yellow sun with a smiley face on it. Yeah. You're gonna take note, and in gigantic bold letters, it says "Cost Stereophones." Um, now for us in Wisconsin, we kind of know Cost, but you know, many people drive that highway on their way up to Green Bay, uh, uh up to the uh, Door County area, uh, anywhere up north. Essentially, you 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 can take this pathway to get there. So. Uh, definitely huge. Uh, in, in, again, in the 70s, they had this uh, really cool advertisement of three owls sitting on a branch, and the one in the middle is wearing the cost stereo headphones, and his eyes are just lit up, and it says, give your neighbors the silent treatment. Yeah. <laughs> so this is really highlighting that ability to uh, listen to your music at a very high volume and keep it all personal. Nobody around you can even tell what you're doing or listening to. Oh yeah, and so yeah, we the other one they had was
1: the uh, the three monkeys actually
0: kind of the same idea, right? You you have the one in the middle rocking the headset, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And the owl one actually looks seventies. This one looks a little more modern actually. It does, kind of neat.
0: Yeah, the really really unique stuff. They incorporated President Lincoln in there. They made his top hat uh you know his notable hat uh, a little taller with some areas for the headphones to slip through and it says not all stereo phones are created equal which is neat yeah right um, kind of a
1: play on words from uh Abraham Lincoln
0: yeah absolutely uh a lot of um a lot of other really really unique uh advertising slogans really really bold uh illustrations being used on these huge billboards right off the highway we're going to share a bunch of these on the uh, Instagram as well. So you'll have a chance to see each and every one of these. Uh, one of the ones that I remember kind of more recently uh, was um, there was – oh, God, what was it? The uh, is this James Dean? Was that James Dean? Yeah, James Dean. Yeah, and they had uh, two different billboards that they ran. Um, they had Rebel with a Cause, and uh, so he's wearing his Koss headset. And then they have Rebel Without a Cost, and he's noticeably less happy. He uh, has no headphones on, and yeah. that's that's really funny. I remember seeing that as a as a as a kid, kind of driving down the the highway. So, well, like I said, we'll share a bunch of these uh, with uh, with you guys on the Instagram. But uh, that definitely concludes our our quick look at the Cost Corporation and our main story today. But definitely go to their website. Uh, read a little bit more about their their rich products. They still produce really high-quality headphones, so take notice.
1: And with that, we're going to move on to our local music segment. We have a really special band today. Um, Sturge, you want to give us a little bit of heads up on these guys? I mean,
0: Yeah, so this band is uh, called At The Wayside. They, again, produce really, really incredible pop-punk or power-pop music that just... I mean, it's straight out of the, the early two thousands. It sounds like you're transformed back to the, the old punk O Rama days and warp tour, uh, all packed into this, this group and they're local, uh, in Wisconsin, which is amazing because, you know, you you normally hear these bands being from like the West coast, uh, possibly even Florida, uh, with like newfound glory and stuff. But these guys are just absolutely fantastic. Uh, and, 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 like I said, they really transform you uh, back into the, uh, the, the the old early 2000s of the of the pop punk genre that honestly, recently we've been seeing uh, a huge comeback of this style yeah, of music, which is amazing because it is it is so good. Yeah, there's been a
1: huge revival. I know me and you, we were we were still in school in the, in the uh, early to mid 2000s. So we, we got to witness all the stuff. We went to Warped Tour. We were really into it. And, uh, yeah, it's great to see this stuff revive. You know, it brings back a lot of memories, and I just like the
0: style of music in general. I mean, it's that, that really punchy guitar, distorted chugs, and just those huge power beats on the on the drums, just big.
1: Yeah, and like our, our counterparts in one of our other episodes in the Bubble episode, we had Common Threads on, and these guys actually have played with Common Threads, which, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, without further ado, we have At the Wayside, inside of my mind. again, that was at the wayside, inside of my mind. Definitely give those guys a listen on all of their other music, their other albums. Uh, You can find them all over Spotify, YouTube, Bandcamp. They are everywhere. Uh, We have another beer review for you right now, and this one is truly great. So today we're drinking
1: the uh, Big 2.0 Wheat Ale from Oso Brewing Company, um, if you don't know, um, also, they're from Plover, Wisconsin. Um, it's a very good beer. It's a 4.6 alcohol by volume wheat ale. Um, and this beer features actually a little bit of hint of uh, citrus in it, which I'm getting right off the bat. And it's fermented with Voskvek, which I think is like a Norwegian strain of we- yeast, I believe. Um, it's very good. It has a really good mouthfeel. Um, you're getting a lot of orange character right off the bat.
0: It's yeah, av- definitely. Uh, um, kind of. Yeah, like you said, it's a, it's kind of a, um, a duller orange taste.
1: Yeah, and it's really good. It's available all year round. Um, it's pretty tasty. It's, it's one of those beers you can kind of handle on a summer day. It's kind of nice to be outside sipping
0: on this little. You know, you get that citrus hint to it. Yeah, and because it's not so, uh, it's not really high on the ABV, it is not overpowering. Uh, with uh, the, the daily drinkability like you said, right you can definitely put this one down and it is a um, a lighter option, not quite as low as uh, as some of the the light beers that are that are out but if if you're more you know reaching for a craft higher quality you know taste and flavor, this is definitely one of those that I would recommend uh, wholeheartedly every single time. Yeah, and it's it's a
1: it's a gold wet uh metal winning beer um kind of reinvented that they have of another one that, and so it's the two point kind of the reinvention of the original, right. which is really good, and the one thing I like also brewing company. So the name, I believe it's a play on words on Wisconsin. So like, oh, so are you guys going fishing or no? Kind of, th- you know what I mean? Like that, gotcha. up, that, up north. I'm pretty sure that's how they got their name, and which I kind of find cool. I like when people play into that kind of stuff. Like, we have a lot of things we say here, like Erno. no, you guys going fishing or no? Right, right. Or also, oh, you know, like we do this kind of things all the time, or like the op when we we're just scooching. Can I scooch past you? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: can you just bump that down a skosh? Which is kind of cool. We see
1: a lot of comedians kind of doing this play play off the
0: Wisconsin. In this need to scooch on past you
1: yeah and it's it's kind of cool they uh they i think they're i think that's what they're going for with the also you know even
0: if it's not accurate that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm like doing
1: it. yeah right but yeah again this one is called the big 2.0 from also brewing company like i said it's available all year round stop at your local liquor stores give it a shot you know let us know what you think i mean this for me this is like a summer drinker this is the outdoor fishing beer for me i like it you know especially right now we're getting towards the end of summer here in wisconsin and uh it's really hot, 90 degrees, like the last week. So, this one's like one of these beers you can sip.
0: Yeah, definitely a quality lower ABV beer. Really great drinkability. Check it out. And we have another edition of How Many Local You Are. Oh, yeah. We Yeah, so we got a
1: doozy for you today.
0: It's actually uh,
1: regarding um, uh, a pretty popular television show. Yeah, a popular television show and some uh, liquor that was involved while driving. So uh, without further ado here, uh, Sturge, can you give us a little heads up what's going on here?
0: Yeah, so a Janesville man is facing charges after authorities say an argument over a popular TV show led to a fist fight and an OWI arrest on Monday, December 9th. So the driver is charged with OWI, fourth offense, and two counts of bail jumping. So this guy is uh, no um, no newbie to getting in trouble, that's for sure. He's not a church mouse. No, okay. he is not okay. a okay. church mouse. Right. So the driver, uh, it, essentially what ends up happening here is uh, there, there's a, a massive fist fight that occurs after a Packer game. So... A Rock County deputy responded to uh, East Rotomar Road and North Hankey Road in Harmony Township around 1245 a.m. after receiving a report of two men trying to flag down vehicles in the area. The deputy located the two men, uh, one later identified as the driver, near a vehicle parked in a lane on Rotomar Road. So the driver had obvious injuries to his face, according to a criminal complaint, and a bloody thumb and bloody clothing. One of his eyes was almost completely swollen shut, and he struggled to keep his balance. not so sure that that's because of the ass whooping he received, or (laughs) if it's because he's intoxicated. It's a combo. Combo. (laughs) So the uh, the complaint says that the driver uh, appeared to be completely and extremely intoxicated. And he had trouble answering all of the deputy's questions. (laughs) Those are some some tough ones. So the driver told the deputy that he uh, and his friend had gone to the Packers game on December 8th and said that his friend had gotten a little feisty. His friend had a bruise on the left side of his neck and also appeared intoxicated. Uh, So the the man told uh, the authorities that the driver... And, uh, that, and himself had been drinking at the game and drove to a Janesville bar afterward before they ended up at their current location, which was on the side of the road. <laughs> he said that while in the vehicle, um, himself and the driver started arguing about the TV show How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> uh, he said that the uh, driver was, um, was driving, arguing, and then began hitting him in the passenger seat, so he started to punch back started to defend himself Uh, eventually the driver stopped the vehicle and they both got out the man said he was trying to be the peacekeeper but the driver kept hitting him and so he punched the driver right in the face several times in self-defense so when asked if the tv show sparked the argument the driver said yes we love that show Jesus (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> they
1: really love that show. <clears throat> so
0: he he was uh, due in court on December eighteenth. Uh, we all know his outcome. Uh, he definitely went to jail.
1: Is is there a show you think you'd beat up your buddy over? Like if he like disagreed with you on something? Is there a show that you love that much where um, we're just going to start punch each other in
0: the face? No, I, I mean certainly there's uh, there's disagreements and arguments that all of us have with our friends or our family, uh, but. Nothing that I could ever see coming to blows with somebody. The only the only way is being on four loco.
1: Oh, d- you know what? This might be another case where these people are
0: actually drinking. The I loco. think this is a real case of loco. Of loco. I think so, too. Dude, dude.
1: <laughs> to get that extreme these after guys, watching How I Met Your Mother. I mean,
0: Barney is the best. <laughs> Boof. and then just jack your dude in the face because you know he's he's like. No, uh uh-uh. uh, Jason Siegel's the best. And you're like, no, nope. no, he's not. No, let me tell you why. Punch in the face. <laughs> I mean, that's all like, of this is all dick moves. I only
1: like Doogie Hauser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I'm telling you right now, uh, this is definitely one of those cases where I think this legitimately is a loco, drink. a loco drink yeah. kind of day. Uh, they, they definitely were at the Packer game. They they watched probably a victory, and that's yeah. why How I Met Your Mother is on their mind. <laughs> and I'm I'm saying, to to be at this level, throwing fists. I mean, this guy's face looks absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's eye is swollen shut. It's pummeled. Yeah, just, it looks like he got gravel to the face at some point. I've been um, in some
1: fights and I've never gotten beaten up that bad. No. Like where I couldn't see out of my eyes. He's he's swollen. Right, he looks like right. a Tyson I fight. Might have
0: delivered a couple of a whoopings like this, but. I never I never got a, a can opened on my face like this guy. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and assume that this is a real local moment and I think that the the level at which they need to be in order to come to fisticuffs over a a television show. Yeah. And for this guy to punch his buddy who's driving and this guy to punch the passenger who's riding it's got to be at least a two can, maybe two and a half cans. So yeah, I'm I was I was
1: actually reaching for three almost. So almost we, a three. Yeah, we can go two and a half because that way we'll kind of meet in the middle there. I think so, at two and a uh, half. Yeah.
0: We're looking at about a ten loco. Yeah, kind ten of loco minimum.
1: kind of seems about right. I think I think if we average you might our two be right, scores because I mean we don't get like the uh, level of intoxication. The officer never releases the uh, breathalyzer, but, but he's obviously he, to, yeah, he's
0: struggling to talk. He's uh, off balance.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna lie. If you have that many locals and you take a whoopin' from your buddy, like you're not gonna feel it anyways. He probably didn't feel it till the next day. That, no, those...
0: he's, he's sitting in a in a jail cell right now. Like, why can't I see out of my left eye? Yeah, right. Like, oh you, well, it's because your your buddy socked it shut, bro.
1: You sucked down some lokes, and yeah. uh, he uh, ended up with a small <laughs> you guys, eye.
0: <laughs> you guys got into an argument about a show, and he took care of your eye problem. I, and and the, the problem was that you had two eyes. And uh, you only need one good one.
1: I mean, there's some shows I really love, but I'm not going to sock my dude over it, dude. No. no way. Even
0: if we disagreed. I'm saying right now, you know, one of my favorite television shows of all time is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a great show. There's no effing way I'm going to punch anybody over any sort of a disagreement on it. Dude, I like Charlie. Yeah, exactly. What? Nope, Mac is the dude, man. I just, just. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen either one of those shows that we're talking about, "How I Met Your Mother," and it's always they're both Sunny good in Philadelphia, shows for sure. Watch them; they're amazing. Yeah,
1: they're great shows. Uh,
0: however, uh, if if you're driving and you're having a disagreement, uh, and you've been drinking, uh, try your best to uh, keep your hands to yourself.
1: Oh, for sure. So today we're here with Adam from One Barrel Brewing Company in Madison, Wisconsin. Adam, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing wonderful, gentlemen.
1: So we just want to find out a little bit about the uh, brewery itself, maybe a little history you can give us. Uh, some new beers coming out, and uh, obviously events. With COVID, we know things have been weird, but uh, we still want to hear what you got going on. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the quick background,
2: uh, you know, One Bail Brewing Company, we've been around for eight years. Um, we open up our little taproom nano brewery on the kind of near east side of Madison in Shanks Corners is the name of our little neighborhood. Um, super fun, super awesome little joint. Great uh, great, great food, great beer um, in the neighborhood over there. Um, but yeah, we've been around eight years. And so about four years ago, we started distributing beer a little bit more. Um, so getting bigger, packaging products. Um, so things like Penguin Pale Ale, uh, Commuter Kolsch, those are kind of our original flagship beers um yeah it was it's always been cool you know one barrel um our name comes from the fact that our nano brewery we're literally brewing one barrel batches of beer so every every batch of beer is two kegs move on to something else um and as we get bigger and bigger you know we treat those small batches as pilot batches see what works well um and then expand them from there um so yeah it's been it's been a fun fun ride for a long time now um And, you know, in recent times, um, you know, about a year ago, we opened up our second tap room up in Door County. Uh, So we're up in Egg Harbor. Um, And that's been an amazing fun. You know, we have a ton of land up there. Um, It's mostly focused on outdoor drinking in the first place. Um, So recently, especially with the whole COVID, um, you know, in Madison, our tap room is, is basically closed down. Um, we, sell, we sell to-go beer on the weekends, that's about it. Nice. Um, whereas up in Door County, you know, it's it, we've been open and we can spread everybody out and be safe and everybody's drinking outside um, and can still enjoy, you know, everything that Door County has to offer. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I know one of the cool things about uh, the Penguin Pale Ale is we actually had that at the uh, Live at King Street event. That was like the beer. Yeah.
2: Yes, absolutely, yeah. we the, the King Street and the Majestic guys and all those, the, they've always done a really good job with was getting the penguin and the funny thing about penguin pale ale, uh, you know, that was one of our original big flagship beers. Cause the penguin, um, the drawing of the penguin, that's our, that's our dude. That's our logo. That's our mascot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just re-released penguin pale ale, um, about two weeks ago. Um, totally new, new recipe, new, new kind of logo, um, you know, new, new packaging and a new recipe to keep it a, a little bit lighter in color. Um, you know once once we started getting into rotating IPAs and then our flagship being commuter which is such a nice easy drink and light kolsch um, you know penguin penguin we just decided to take that pale ale and make it a little more true make it a little more light in color nice little hoppy snap to it um, but yeah penguin that's that's our that's our dude the owner originally drew that that penguin um, and was just so happy with it. It was the best thing he <laughs> he could ever draw. So, you know, that's on our t-shirts. That's on our tap handles. That is our tap handles as a penguin.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, when I saw it originally, I thought that would be a perfect tattoo. Oh,
2: you know, and you, Hey man, that's funny that you say that. I'm not sure if you're aware. Uh, so early on, and we still, to this day, we, we keep uh, temporary tattoos of that penguin with the, with the bottles on the ground. Um, you know, I, we keep temporary tattoos every time we go to a, you know, an event or something like that. Um, but Pete, the owner, um, you know, he got that tattooed on himself. <laughs> and, That's and awesome. And early on uh, at the tap room here in Madison, we would always say, hey, man, if you decide to put this on your body in ink, you know, get a tattoo of the penguin, we'll give you a keg of beer. You can throw a party, you can do whatever you want. Um, and legitimately, we had to stop that because too many people did it.
0: <laughs> right tattoos nowadays are just i mean they're accepted yeah so, oh, and it's way cheaper than a keg of beer so, yeah you know <laughs> now one woman who legitimately got that penguin tattoo on the bottom of her foot fellas Whoa! i mean you know i don't have tattoos personally
2: but i can only imagine that the bottom of your foot I'd cannot be, feel
0: good that'd be ticklish that's for yeah. sure <laughs> i'd be giggling through the whole thing moving now the one thing that i do want to say is my co-host Russ and I—we probably, we we might do this, we might oh, hey. get this tattooed.
2: <laughs> go, go nuts! Like I said, you know, it's been long enough. I think we had about fourteen people that did it, and this was you know years and years ago. So we kind of, so we kind of put the kibosh on uh, spreading it out. But hey, you fellas get a get a penguin tattoo. Send me a pic. We'll get you a keg of beer. Sounds good,
1: Adam. Uh, if I come up there, can you guys give me a banjo cat uh, penguin parallel sleeve?
2: You know what? I th- we we have people that can make that
0: happen. All right, good, good. We're in, we're in. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, you know, and the funniest another thing, you know, the, the owner, he's not a huge tattoo
2: guy. He's got a good amount. He got a tattoo of one of of, of a beer beer we used to do called Fifth Element, and that was a rye IPA, great beer. It just, you know, once we moved into really getting our seasonal calendar down, it kind of lost lost traction. So we stopped making it and uh, you know, every once a year we'll have a planning meeting and he's like, Oh, I don't know, what if we bring Fifth Element back? And we're like, you know, hey man, good beer, it just didn't sell, these other ones are doing better And he's like, But uh I got the tattoo, so uh, what
1: do I, I got this <laughs> tattoo? What am I gonna do with it? Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. We lived on uh Will we lived right off Willie's uh me and a girlfriend at the time and uh right on Rogers there and we used to walk down there all the time and it was like our favorite place to go.
2: Sure, man. Well, that's, we appreciate that.
1: I'm seriously glad you guys are on the show. Uh, obviously, we love the beers. We've had a lot of them, the commuter cold. <laughs> just a ton of them.
2: Yeah, right on. So, you know, as far as uh, and it, this is, again, everybody knows COVID has been crazy for bars and for, you know, any, any sort of production. We've been really, really lucky. Um, you know, we're struggling real bad in Madison, of course, by just selling to-go beer. Um, but we're lucky that, you know, we have the Door County Tap Room that's bringing good revenue in while being safe. And obviously people are buying a lot of beer in the stores, you know, so we we kind of had to to deal with our brew schedule early on in this um, and cut some some seasonal batches, but really quickly ramp it right back up. You know, people are buying so much beer in the stores. And so in the past couple of weeks, we've had a lot of beers um, coming back out. So we're excited about a lot of product out there right now. Um, my personal favorite is a brand new beer we just launched uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago called Influencer. Um, and that's a west coast style ipa you know the the west coast style has kind of been forgotten a little bit um and what that really is is just light in color real upfront with the hops um but not a lot of that citrus and haze um that that's been super popular um so the influencer ipa is just I'm, i'm crushing these cans and we we love kind of the poundable beers um that's really turned into what works well for us. Um, you know, it's got Warrior, um, some Mosaic, and Centennial hops, so it's pretty easy going. And then just three days ago, we re-released um, our super popular seasonal um, New England IPA, which is one of those hazy, citra-hopped, um, you know, really refreshing 6% IPA. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, we it's, it's rough, and we're all dealing with it the same way everybody else is, but, um, you know, we got a lot to be kind of, uh, you know, excited about, and we're fortunate and, and optimistic for the future.
1: Awesome Adam Thank you so much And uh, before we go We always ask of uh, Like eight to nine questions About uh, To find out How Wisconsin you are If you're willing To participate
2: Yeah you got it I, This will be uh, interesting I've been here a long time But I'm not uh, An OG So bring it on
1: Alright sounds good Have you ever tailgated At a Brewers Packers Or Badgers game Oh All, all of the above The trifecta The trifecta yes, You completed awesome.
0: it The worlds are Are wonderful <laughs>
1: Uh, if you have beer brats, is there a beer you recommend using, uh, even if from your brewery?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, it's funny cause I, you know, one of my old bosses would always insult beers with that. Like, Oh, I wouldn't even brew. I wouldn't even uh, boil my brats in that. But I think that's, you know, insulting <laughs> for, uh, for us. I mean, I, my automatic go-to for brats these days is, uh, our up North lager.
0: Uh, the up, up North North's
2: beer we started making last year, light and color. We started brewing it, you know, in celebration of our Door County tap room. But it's just light, easy drinking. crisp Wisconsin lager, great for those broths.
1: Sounds perfect. Oh yeah, there, guy. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> have you ever hit a deer with my car? Yeah.
2: I have not actually. I've hit I've hit a deer with a golf ball, if you can believe that. Oh my
1: god! I, I
0: can believe it. Have you ever punched one in the face? <laughs> I've because that just been tempted
2: my friend inst- no, instantly
0: no, no, no. when you said with my car i was thinking well i don't know if you punched one in the face i want to yeah, hear if we're about talking it
2: kangaroos you know yeah. i no, no no never uh never I've
0: give it the old people's elbow
1: the uh the macho man oh yeah buck i'm coming for you brother <laughs> top rope <laughs> all right if you have a bloody mary how do you prepare yours Oh goodness, man! So I'm not a bloody mary guy personally,
2: but uh, you know I'm I'm more of a beer in the morning kind of fella. But back in the day, make cocktails, tons of horseradish, tons of Worcestershire sauce, a little bit of A1, and if you got any
1: Coleman's spicy mustard around, okay,
2: let me tell you, put it in there, buddy.
1: That sounds good. I like it. All right, what is your? Do you ever go to Wisconsin supper clubs, and uh, if so, which one's your favorite?
2: oh man i love supper clubs and you know my my the worst part about for me small town supper clubs is really where it's at and you know a lot of those times i don't really remember you know what what, which those places are um you know in madison as far as a place that's kind of always keeping the supper club tradition uh you know tornado room is my absolute favorite i knew Um, you were
1: gonna say that we just had somebody else mention that one
2: it's, it's just, it's just been such a staple go-to, you know, for as long as I've been in Madison, which is over 20 years, uh, that's just my favorite, man. That was my last, my, one of my best buddies, we had his birthday three days before everything got shut down way back in March, and we, we were able to get a, a phenomenal dinner in at Tornado right before, and I've been, you know, they've been doing, uh, takeout for the past month or so, which has been phenomenal, but, I love it. um, yeah, there's a, then there's a handful of them up in Door County where I spend a little bit of time these days, and. Couldn't even couldn't even tell you the names.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I love that place. Like you can see the old '70s wall coverings, the darkness. <laughs> yeah. You got the cigarette yeah. smoke still ingrained in the yeah, uh, panels. Think, <laughs>
0: say, you can
2: smell the history. Oh, I'll tell you what. One of my one of my best last year when we were wrapping up our season up in Door County, uh, myself and a few of our buddies, we went out and we had a great meal at. It was called Donnie's Glidden Lodge up in Door County, and let me tell you, that's just salad bar. Soup steaks oh boy you know that's that's supper club
1: yeah that's a really nice place and uh i know i think that's one that one's in sturgeon bay is that correct
2: I, that sounds right yeah Yep.
1: awesome yeah and so we have one more question before we let you go and this one's a hard one to answer obviously for like local breweries but uh besides obviously one barrel is there another brewery tour or a brewery you 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 have to have somebody visit
2: Sure, you know, and uh, again, my personal history, just to give it to you quickly, you know, I came to Madison in uh, 98 for college. I worked at, um, you know, a bar all throughout college and afterwards called the Angelic. Um, and the Angelic is what spawned, we were a little brew pub, but we, that's what spawned the Ale Asylum. Um, so, you know, I'll always have a real good connection with those guys at the Ale Asylum. Um, love their beer, love their place. Um, but honestly, these days, you know, right down about a mile away from us, um, it's called working draft, you know, they've been the hottest, hottest brewery kind of on the near East side of Madison for over a year now. They just, they're, you know, they, their place is real nice. It's all that shiny, bright new equipment. But their beers are phenomenal. The guys are, are just unbelievably kind um, and really just doing things the right way. So, I, you know, I, I, I love I loved those guys. There's also another brand new one that I haven't had a chance to go yet. They've, been op- they've only been open about a month called Youngblood um, that's up on the Capitol. Um, so those are friends of ours as well. So I've heard good things. Um, but, again, the best part about kind of the brewing industry in Madison is that, you know, we're all friends. We all know each other. There's always some sibling rivalry but you know we all kind of it's rising tide raises all ships man we're all we're all in it together to sell some good beer
0: and that's what we've noticed too is that you know a lot of these uh you know breweries are are willing to say that the ones that are right down the street they're friends of and and I love that because it is it's building a camaraderie and a, and a cool community of brewers alike you know
2: yeah Exactly. And, you know, and the people that get in, what I always used to say is it's a very easy thing. You know, people are now super open to craft beer and especially in Madison, of course, but um, you know, if there's any holdouts, you know, somebody has a little brewery open up right by their house and they finally give it a shot and then they realize, Oh wait, this is just good, tasty beer. Then they're going to start going to every other brewery. So, you know, yeah. having everybody keeping the bar high makes it better for all of us. You know, everybody likes to go to every brewery.
0: Yeah, I, I really do appreciate that. That's a, and it's a cool culture to be around because it is such a, an art form and, and, and you can do it a number of different ways and still be uh, just as, as good as your, as your brother next to you.
2: Yeah, and collaboration, you know, that's all. That too. Everybody, you know, you, you peek in on what are you, it's like, oh, what are you making over here? What are you doing with that grain? What are you? What kind of hops are you using today? Um, yeah, it just makes it more fun, you know. You don't want to, it's not this cutthroat thing. There's, there's, And
0: again, we're in Wisconsin, brothers. There is enough beer drinkers to go around for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Then there's people like Russ and I who, we just want to try every single thing that's out there no yeah. matter what.
2: And that's you know that takes dedication too. So we appreciate the uh, we appreciate your steadfast you know uh, dedication to trying all the liquid out there.
1: Yeah, and I mean Madison's just such a great area. You got like Carbon Four. You got you guys. You know you got Al Asylum Vintage. There's just so many Octopi. I mean I can't even name all of them. There's just so oh, many. yeah. But,
2: you're you're not you're not wrong, man and again that's always we've been we all come from uh, you know it's only we're a small company still as much as we're growing um so all of us have personal connections with all these other breweries. Um, and you know it's it is fun, man. it's wonderful, like I said and we're we're lucky to be a part of it.
1: Adam, thank you so much for your time today. We obviously love your beer. We're glad you're on today. um thank you for your time. I hope you have a great day and we'll be up there soon
0: yeah, rock and roll man. we appreciate it guys.
1: Cool. you have a good day. All right, thanks. Uh, you too. Take yep. care, gentlemen. Bye. All right, bye. Bye-bye. And before we close out the show, we got our last segment, This Day in Wisconsin History. Today, September 27th, 1842, the first public music hall opens in Milwaukee. And it's actually the same day as my brother. Happy birthday, Matt. Nice job. Um, so September 27th, 1842, the first public music hall in Milwaukee opened with a performance of Shylock and William Tell by Lynn and Powell's Detroit and Chicago Company. That the hall was built by John Hustis on the northwest corner of 3rd and Chester Streets in Milwaukee.
0: So, yeah, the
1: first public music hall opened.
0: Hey, and and what a rich history we have in, uh, in music now and, and all of the different venues we have right downtown Milwaukee yep all right that concludes this episode of wisconsin drunken history podcast if you enjoyed this vulgar display of wisconsin we
1: recommend you subscribe via soundcloud apple podcast google play spotify
0: stitcher and tune in also leave us a review on any one of those above mentioned sites and we can read one at the end of every show Follow us on social media, and feel free to reach out, especially if there is a piece of history or weird news you'd love us to share or research, as well as highlight some local artists or music. Our website is projectcapestudio.com.
1: i also like to thank my friend and past co-worker, Steph Skibak for providing us with awesome podcast cover art, as well as a Dang for intro and outro music, and all of you for listening. As always...
0: Watch Watch out out for deer on on the way way home.